Thank you for joining me for the Delivering Remarkable podcast, a look behind the scenes at the team members, priorities, and projects that are driving the care delivered by Novant Health Medical Group. I'm Dr. Pam Oliver, president of the Novant Health Physician Network. On this episode, I sit down with Dr. Aram Alexanian, a clinical physician executive for provider development and support. Here's our conversation. First off, I think it's important for us to learn a little bit more about you, and I'm big on understanding the why for our teams. So can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to go into medicine? Oh, that's a good good question. Um, thank you for having me, first and foremost. Uh, very excited to be here with you guys. Um, I never wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a pilot. Anything that had to do with aviation, whether being a test pilot, whether being an aerospace engineer, anything aviation, until I went to high school. In high school, I went to a boarding school in Durham, North Carolina, my last two years of high school. And there, when you live with people, I, all of a sudden, people started coming to me with their questions, with their worries, their concerns. And I was like, man, well, this is kind of cool. I had a program on my computer, Dr. Shrink. So all of a sudden, I was doing personality profiles on people and giving them advice on who they should date. So I enjoyed that. You were ahead of your time. I was way ahead of my Talk about AI and dating. Um, unfortunately, none of those relationships made it through high school, but we won't use that data point. Um, but I really enjoyed that. Um, so then I started not thinking about being in aviation anymore as much. I didn't think about that. Um, I met a family doctor in, in that school who I started shadowing every once in a while. And that's when I thought, man, I really like this. And that was in combination with a physiology class where I was like, man, it's really cool to see how the body works. So from there, I had an opportunity to work with a very well-respected hemonk guy at, in Chapel Hill. And, and I kept thinking, I want to be like this guy. He cares about his people, his patients, his staff. I want to be like him. And that's how I, I wanted to ultimately pursue medicine. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So that leads us to a little bit about your team, because I know that your team is very special to you. Uh, you lead the physician and APC development and support team. What does your team do exactly? We, we do a little bit of everything. So our, our team is comprised of seven people. Um, we have four RNs, two in Winston-Salem, two in Charlotte. Um, one, another RN who's a manager, and then two physicians. Our job and our mission is provider development and support, period. Dimensions related, and we added the extra sentence, or beyond, because sometimes you never know what you're gonna get into when you uh, work with providers. We, had ha we have had uh, about 1,000 touch points so far this year. The year before was about 900, year before about 800. And we do any anything and everything dimensions related to help our providers do their jobs. One-on-one um, -on -one support, we make sure that the training starts off right. Uh, we do 30, 60, 90 day touch points, the 60 days uh, advanced tips and tricks course that they go through. Uh, we create, uh, not, we don't create curriculum, but we do create some video tip sheets for providers specific to certain workflows that, that pertain to them. Um, at the elbow support, Zoom support sessions as well. Um, a lot of our team members are very, they're still in the clinic, so they're still well-versed in workflows and things of that nature. So oftentimes they're asked to be part of teams 
uh, and meetings to be like the subject matter experts, et cetera. Uh, sometimes we just go and, and work with providers and realize Epic is not the problem. It's something else. And then we dive into that and then try to give them the support that they need. I love it. And I can tell you why that's so important to me is because I realize how stressful de uh, dealing with the EMR can be for some of our providers and how it leads to burnout in some cases. So the fact that you and your team are there to help support and enable our physicians and APCs to handle that stress, external stressor, is really important to me. We why have, do you think that work is important? Um, we have about, in our 1,000 sessions that we've had, these touch points that we've had, what's really a privilege is that we get to feel the pulse of clinics, of providers. We get to feel it and see it. We have some darn good providers. We, I get to see them in the room with patients. Then I realize all along, no wonder I've been referring to them forever because patients love them. And then it breaks my heart at the same time to know that they're struggling with the system. They've talked about wanting to retire. They've talked about doing something else. And that breaks my heart because I know what they do and what they do for our community. So that's the passion that, that fuels the work that we do. I love it. So what are some of the top things, since we have you here as an expert in EPIC, what are the top things that you think that our physicians at APCs can do, either in EPIC or just workflows, to make their lives easier at work? I think um, th there's, a, there's a few things. We have access to what's called a signal report, where we can pretty much see every click or entry that they do into the system. EPIC then gives us this very pretty graph of how much time people are spending where. The nice, when I say this, people often get nervous. They start thinking, oh, what's Big Brother looking at? Like, no, we actually have been extremely firm, and our, my leaders have been extremely firm of who gets this report, because we always want it only, only used for good and never bad, never punitive. So we use that data when we analyze, and we, when we're asked to work with a provider, we look at that data. But there are really four things that always pop up time in notes, time in in-basket, time in your orders, and searching the chart. Those four things are all, a combination of that always trips up a provider. Mm -hmm. So if we can find ways to make those four things efficient, as far as notes go, ensuring good note templates. Um, as far as the in-basket is concerned, quick actions. Um, orders, we have to make sure a preference list is, is, is very good and solid because if not, then, well, it comes back some other way, bites you with an overdue result, etc. Um, plus, no one wants to write that prednisone taper every single time. These are simple things that help you get through your day quicker. Um, and then searching the chart. Whether we like it or not, we're responsible for what's in that chart. So finding easy ways to get that information. I was working with an OBGYN who um, I, I asked him, what, what do you love to do? And he answered, I love to call my patients with their results. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. Uh, and I said, that's, that's what gives him joy. I was like, well, perfect. What do you hate doing? Those darn mammogram letters, because it takes me 12 clicks. Well, let's fix that. In two clicks, we figured out his mammogram, so now he has the time to call his patients. 
So I think that's what, what we try to analyze is figuring out what's your joy and love for medicine and let's make the system work for you so that you can practice how you want to practice as best as we can. That's epic. Then you have workflows. Mm -hmm. Make sure your team members are supporting you like they should. Your fellow, your colleagues are supporting you like they should or they can. Um, I think there's a whole new, th th outside of Epic, then workflows is the second the, the big top thing that needs to be addressed and make sure that workflows are airtight so that you can, well, you can do your job and not worry about stuff. I was showing somebody once a way to just write a checkout note so that your front desk can instruct or, or tell the patient something as they're checking out. Oh man, well I used to just walk up every time. I was like, well if you're walking up 25 times a day, think of how much time you just... So those are the little things that we, sort of little things that we, we try to do uh, when we go work with a provider. I think that's phenomenal. And I want to thank you for sharing those stories. We've been really big on discussing the team and the value of the team and how we are you know, we have to utilize all of our resources and make sure everyone's working top of license or um, their job duties in order to be successful and for all of these tasks not to feel like they're coming straight back to the physician. Am I correct that if there is a physician who's identified a particular issue or concern that your team will come and actually help them set up these quick actions or walk through the items that they that you feel might help them with their workflow and their epic um, flows. Absolutely. Typically the way a visit starts we ask what are your biggest pain points and let's fix them. Um, I do not want a provider I work with to become an expert in epic. I much rather just build it build it and then as our relationship progresses and further visits then if they want to learn I'll teach them anything they want but I think the initial thing is always to to make sure we build whatever we need to build right then and there so that they can be um, as efficient as possible that next patient uh, visit that they have we're all busy um, uh, I know that I've written notes and said I'm gonna do this later I'm gonna when I get back when back to clinic, I'm going to build all of this, never happens. That's why in our 300, 400 class, I think the two most important hours of that day are uh, build time. Take may take us, anyone from our team, five minutes to build something. When you're on your own, it may take half hour. And that's just that's a waste of time. I think that one thing that we noticed too is that we actually need either clinic administrators or the physicians and APCs to raise their hand to accept someone coming in to help them. And sometimes we know that when we are in the thick of work and we're feeling stress that we may be less likely to do that. So what advice do you have for our physicians and APCs who may be feeling overwhelmed at the end of their rope and how can our teams help with that? Well, as I mentioned before, uh, having seen as much as we have seen, we have encountered that. Uh, we have had some of our team members uh, just sit and let someone cry. Uh, I think the most important thing is everybody needs to understand and know that our team is here to help, uh, period. We're not the police. We don't go and, and then put it up, uh, take pictures and post it on Facebook. We don't do any of that. We want to help. Uh, so asking for help is number one, first and uh, foremost, uh, what we need to do. Our providers, physicians and APCs, whether we like it or not, we're seen as leaders in our clinics. 
Um, leadership can be kind of a lonely place. Who do you talk to? Who do you discuss things to? And I know in my training, it was ingrained in me to never show weakness and never let anyone see you sweat, no matter what. That's just not the way it should be. People, our physicians and APCs need to understand that, and this is why I've been with Novant 15 years, I've always felt well supported. I've always felt like if I picked up the phone and spoke to uh, my one-up or somebody, there was a lot of compassion and empathy and people would want to help me. And it was genuine. And I think our physicians need to, and APCs need to understand that that's just the way it is and that's what our team does. Like I've instructed our team time and time again, uh, like what we do in clinic, if a worried parent calls that their child is sick and they wanna be seen, I don't care how busy we are, you bring the child in. And likewise with our team, if you ever get a call from a manager or a clinic administrator or sub-market leader or whoever saying, I'm worried about this part, my partner or my colleague or whatever, we, we make concessions, we rearrange schedules and we go help because that's an, that's, a, that's an urgency in our book. Well, Aram, I wanna thank you not only for being here today on this podcast, but also for all of your work because when I think about servant leadership, I think about you. And that's not just with the work that you do as a physician caring for your patients, but all that you truly do leading our teams because you are the enabler for us meeting that fourth part of the quadruple aim, which is around joy and work. The success of our team really lies on our team members. And I wanna make sure they get the credit for all of the hard work that they do. In Winston, we have Crystal Witt and Joanna Calloway. In Charlotte, we have Janelle Bartholomew and Ann Morcott. The glue of the team is Becky Fares as our manager. Um, Dr. Noelle Clark is the newest member of our team who's been doing a phenomenal job as well. So thanks again for this opportunity. Thanks again for joining me for the Delivering Remarkable podcast. Make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can bring you more episodes like this one.